coming to you from River Falls, Wisconsin. This is Filmology. I was probably too loud there, wasn't I, Tyler? Uh, let me check the charts. Uh, no, you were You're way good. off the charts. Andy's yeah, off Andy's the charts the now, the charts. but you were fine, John. <laughs> All right, uh, I am one of the hosts, uh, Johnny G. Today I'm joined by... Andy Tiedemann. And Tyler. Short uh, two people today. Uh, both couldn't make it. Both have other things going on. More important things, More apparently. Important. Uh, I'm going to apologize. Uh, the time you're hearing this, the Su- Suicide Squad review is still not being finished edited. It's on my computer. I am moving. So I haven't had the time to edit or work on anything other than moving. You can't edit out all the swear words that we said during it. So I honestly it's don't even remember. Like, I, I, I looked at it. We weren't that bad. No, we weren't that bad. And it's, no, one, we it's one of the shorter podcasts to edit versus like our two hour po- long podcast. That one's yeah. an hour and a half. <laughs> so <laughs> I just I, I need some time to sit down and get that done. Um, housekeeping. Does anybody have anything that they need to talk about? Other than uh, Nick ditching us, I don't think so yet. We will be changing over our format, so it will be. Andy, Nick, and I are recording on one end with Megan and John the other over Skype, and we'll be dual-layering the podcast audio, so hopefully everything functions well. So bear with us while we work out the kinks on that. Yeah. Tried it already. It should be working. Tyler got a splitter, so hopefully... Yeah, I have a a five-jack headphone splitter, so we're all going to have to sit around and have earbuds in speaking into this mic while John's on Skype. Okay, on my mic. That ain't too bad. It's it's no, gonna work. It's gonna it should work. be fine. Um, I have a, I do have a bit of news. I know we're not doing news, but I, I just want to say that Kenny Baker, who's best known for uh, being R two D two, passed away. Sad news. Most people don't know who Kenny Baker is, so most people didn't know there was a human in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. R two D two isn't real, guys. I mean. What? He's real in our hearts, John. Actually, a qu- quick thing. There was that like mockumentary that came out like around the time of episode one called R2-D2 Beneath the Dome. I thought that was real when I first saw it on TV. I thought it was like, oh, R2-D2 did all this cool stuff. And like, only to find out later that it was all fake. So Crushed. Yeah. Uh, as usual with George and Lucas. <laughs> yeah, like eight-year-old me was not happy. Um, all right, we're gonna move on to our reviews. Our reviews today are gonna be Pete's Dragon, Florence Foster Jenkins, and Sausage Party. Top five is gonna be top five food movies. We're gonna start off with Pete's Dragon. I was out here at the Eastern Pad, but that's fifty miles east from where we found him. Hey. Wait, 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 Do you know where your parents are? Your family? I guess he was on a picnic or a camping trip. He wandered off and got himself lost. I've been out in the woods, doing things his own way. Sounded like a boy after your own heart. How long has he been out there? Six years. Nobody could survive in that forest for six years. At least not alone. You'll see. I have Elliot. Who's Elliot? I need to get back to him. He gets scared when I'm gone. Is Elliot a person? No. He looks like a dragon. What's a dragon? 
I'll start to keep that up. All right, we are back with 2016 <laughs> Pete's Dragon. The adventures of an orphan boy named Pete and his best friend Elliot, who just so happens to be a dragon. <laughs> that That is the IMDb. I feel, I feel like you should tell me some more. <laughs> That's all you need to know about this movie. Uh, orphan and a dragon. Has everybody um, seen the 1977 Peach Dragon or no? Movie? No, I wasn't oh, aware I that existed. <laughs> okay, no. I, I am alone then. You are yes, with my Disney trivia knowledge. I, I am awesome at Disney movie nonsense. Have they sent you a degree for Disneyography yet? <laughs> there is a Disney College of Knowledge, <laughs> but it's John. it's for travel agents only. So you can be a travel agent. Yeah, You'd Megan, be a pretty good travel agent. Ma- Megan's a travel agent, so she got their whole little spiel and, and all the special pins. And I might have taken the pins. But, <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a great travel agent. You would just bring up obscure like 1950s Disney movies and be like, "Yeah, like in that one movie." And they'd be like, like "In that one movie, you know, you can go to this what? part of the park and you can take a look at that." <laughs> And here's where they filmed Song of the South. (laughs) Which you can't watch. (laughs) But go on Splash Mountain, it's better. Alright, anyway. uh, I love the 1977 film. It's probably incredibly dated. Megan watched it before she was going to see Pete's Dragon. And she hated it. She hated the songs. (laughs) She hated the acting. She she told me she had a hard time watching it. And that original movie is two hours long, so it's uh, almost 20 minutes longer than the one. I was going to say, I don't think I could have handled them there. 20 minutes. It was the length it should have been. Okay, well, it's it's a very different movie. These two movies are completely different, other than there's an orphan who has a dragon whose name is Elliot. That's really where the comparisons stop. Wait, which, which has better animation? <laughs> the, the whole uh, this is a, a computer generated dragon. Yeah, uh, the 1977 movie has an actual cell drawn animated dragon. Okay, so this I one like I guess going off I, about the animation again. Okay, last you know no no low quality animation coming out anytime soon. This is what I kind of feared about Sausage Party, but I didn't see it, so it wasn't terrible. Well, we'll talk I heard about it's it. fine. Um, oh, <laughs> fine. Uh, the movie's done by uh, David Lowery, who also directed Anthem Body Saints. Did anybody see that movie? I also didn't. directed up uh, or edited mm. uh, Pioneer. No, I have not seen any of his works. Then. What was directed? Oh, like, he's directed twenty movies. Well, <laughs> I must have seen something. Let me see. Uh no, no. Shorts. Oh, those are shorts. Well, Saint Nick. Okay, you're, nope. no, no. Nope. Okay, well, I had the chance to meet him back at the film festival in Milwaukee 2013 when he brought In the Body Saints to the festival. You can definitely feel this is a movie he directed. Like, the whole style, I mean, if you watch this movie, those sweeping shots of the landscape that's in uh, In the Body Saints, the camera movement, how it's just kind of always flowing. At least I feel it's always just a flowing camera. Uh, Those close-ups with the... The music going at times. The, the, the folk music, the folk music. choices. Which, so all the interesting parts of the movie which, weren't like <laughs> necessary Disney movie. Yeah, which is what, what I liked about the movie. It, it's not it's not like Cinderella or Maleficent where it feels overly magical and overly... I don't want to say sentimental because this movie has sentimentality written all over it mm-hmm. with uh, Robert Redford's character. But... It just feels really different. It doesn't feel like I could take a kid to this movie and they'll enjoy it. I, I, they might enjoy it, 
mean, if, my, they're, I, if they're a weird kid. Well, my audience was full of kids. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you guys Oh, oh yeah. This was one of those days where we went to a kid's movie yeah. at a kid's movie's high, which we don't normally do. Yeah. And we had to listen to all the, I can still see him. Why is he running? I'm so happy. Is I that did. a dragon? So and just, oh, and the, mine wasn't that bad. The mom was constantly like, shh, shh. Oh, but well, he would just say, like, the, this This kid was just like, like, the kid was, like, running behind the trees. And he's like, I can still see the kid. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Please so, stop. parents, if Tyler's in your theater, don't let your kids in there because you'll make him real mad. Uh-huh. I won't lash what, out. Well, I might lash out. I've had a lot of bad kids lately. But now the Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon, everyone was fine. It was, yeah. It was the, the was parents who were terrible on their cell phones. Oh. So, setting bad examples for your kids' parents, as you usual. You just have bad luck with Stop people it. in movies. Me? Yeah. Well, I I go to the movies, I mean, I go to the movies very often, so I'm very particular yeah. about not being disrupted during my movies. And I, they go, like, once a month, and they're on their phone. It's, Can't it's, stay out of it. But, uh, yeah, Pete, Pete's Dragon, for me, at least, was a... Decent movie, but it was definitely a movie that felt like it had a bit of an identity crisis. Yeah, like I could, I could tell the director really was trying to make something interesting, like the musical choices, the camera work, like you mentioned, John, and just some of the, like they they really nail it. Was it nineteen eighties? Was supposed to be the time period? They, I don't think it was the time period. I thought it could have just been today. Yeah, no, uh, a lot of the stuff in it was definitely older. Like no one had a cell phone; they all used landlines. Maybe that was a statement. This, they're, was, they're, they're over, this they're, was not a modern movie. Could, this could have easily been a modern movie. They're up in, like, let's say, right no. way up there in the North no. Woods. There's they're no cell phone. Canada. When, the, when, the, when the, the kid's parents died, note, in the, in the very beginning of the movie, they were driving, like, a station wagon. No one would be driving a station wagon wearing old, old school clothing. And then it takes place six years after that. This has got to be, like, 1980s or some maybe... Maybe early nineties. It'd be like late seventies, early nineties. I never, like, I never questioned the time period. Well, no, I didn't. And it's not that I just questioned. It. Like, I respected the amount of work they put into it. Like, it, it felt very authentic. It but if, felt, you can't, if you can't put a, a spot, on that's the because time, they don't tell really... me, and I wasn't born in the eighties, so I don't know when eighties styles changed. Old people in our listening audience, they could, they could nail it down. Tell Tyler what year it was. We'll just carbon date Robert Redford and figure mm-hmm. it out. <laughs> But no, like for me, I really like the time period. There were some interesting choices made by the director, but then there were Disney things, Disney things, and Disney humor, and just stuff that felt like this. Disney. This part's out of a G-rated kids movie, and this part could easily have been a PG thirteen family drama. Okay, what 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 parts were overly Disney to you, other than Disney? oh no, the, 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 there's a scene early on that really bothered spoilers. It's not even really a spoiler. We'll give where them the alert anyways in the, case they want to go the, the orphan boy is running around the town, and there's some great camera work done there, and it really reminded me kind of of Room in a way. Like, the, the boy reminded me of the, the actor in Room and the, kind of the whole, the whole scene, and it was really well done. And then, like, he bumps into a couple with a dog and starts barking at it, and that was that Disney humor that just kind of creeped into the interesting, you know, scene I was watching, and that... You know, I see, that never took me out of it. That, that, that took me out of it. I was like, whoa, come on now. I was enjoying this, and then you... I mean, it's not like he's terrified me. of the dog, but he's, he's trying to... He's doing what Elliot would do, and that's just trying to show off, show up what's there. Just yes, be stronger he, he barks than at the dog, and then the, the couple walking the dog overreacts and be like, oh, no, the child is so dangerous. 
stay away. Which is what I feel an uptight society yeah. in the middle of nowhere would do. I'm, I'm pretty sure any any parent, if a random kid started coming up and barking at them, they'd freak out a little bit. Yeah, but they might not overact and be like. I'm pretty sure they would. I'm. I'm almost a hundred percent sure they would. For me, that was just them. That was the the weird mix of their Disney style humor and sensibilities mixed with the interesting movie that I felt that the director wanted to make with this movie. Only, and that clashed with me several times. The only Disney thing I thought was in the movie was they made the Dragon have fur, which was, was apparently the director's vision for the Dragon have fur because it's more warm, it's more cuddly, it's more yeah. you want it to be your friend versus an actual... Smog. Yeah, which, <laughs> an actual smog. <laughs> an actual smog. Which I don't know why you call it Pete's dragon. Then why don't you call it Pete's unicorn or something like that? I don't know. Because yeah. it's still a dragon. It's just a fuzzy dragon. Like they, well, Pete's fuzzy dragon <laughs> could be a weirder movie. <laughs> that sounds like a drug movie. <laughs> yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard was in this. Didn't she do anything for anybody? I know no, she, she was, had a lot of hate. She, after she was she was fine. fine. I think the only standout in the adult crowd was Robert Redford. For the most part, or there was that one actor who was vastly under... Is that who it was? Yeah. The, the, the father? Yeah, the, I, I liked Wes Bentley. He had nothing to do. I don't think Carl Urban did so well, but I want to ask Andy about that, because Andy hated him in Star Trek, so I'm sure he hated him even more. No, he wasn't as bad. See, for me, some of his dialogue was just so... Yeah, but that's not his fault. But wait a minute, you can't play both <laughs> ways. Star Trek, it's not his fault for having terrible... No, Star Trek is his fault for having terrible lines, but this movie, it's not. No, 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 no. it wasn't the lines that were that bad. It's the way he delivered. It was the way he delivered them. Which is the way the character... So in a battle between Carl Urban and Peace Dragon and Carl Urban in Star Trek 3, you would choose Peace Dragon, Carl Urban? I would choose neither. Let's go hunting. They they do the You're whole hunting. Me in a bad spot, Tyler. Yeah, I don't know how to answer that's that. What I tried to do. They they do the whole like cliche hunting plot line too of wanting to hunt down the dragon. And that made sense though. That made that it made sense, but it did I feel like it was so. You, you would have everybody in a in an uptight okay. redneck society going. We should hunt it. Well, no, it's believable. Let's but, put it this way, Tyler. The original film has these con artist dark doctors who come into town and they want to kill the dragon because they think that the dragon has all these special, like, every part of the dragon is going to cure magical things for people. That sounds interesting. That sounds not cliche at all. But it's completely over the top at the same yeah. time. Like, so they, they go out, they capture the dragon in this harbor. I mean, it's, it's, it's a harbor town. And a half hour like chase ensues. Is the uh, original live action or is it completely animated? It's a live action with the dragon being animated. Okay. So they, it's still in a time when Disney's trying to capitalize on Mary Poppins and trying to tell everybody, hey, we can make another Mary Poppins. When they, they can't, they can't. But they come close with bed knobs and broomsticks. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just the execution of it for me, but it just felt like. I know exactly where this is going, and you're not. But I would, I would agree with that. With it. I would agree with that. But for this movie, is that a bad thing? I mean, being a kids' movie, being something about trying to keep your mind always open, just always looking for the impossible, is that a bad thing for? Well, no. There's there's a special message in that. The whole I don't know that that whole section about hunting. Maybe it's because I grew up in a family that hunts all the time. That I've seen that overdone so many times, and when it's done this cliche, I just get kind of really tired of it. Like, I'm kind of sick of hearing about 
people that want to go kill and capture something. But and people they, do want to go kill and capture. No, they stuff. they they do. But I'm sick of that being essentially the villain of the movie in so many of these movies. Is that's the main villain? You're sick of Bambi. I haven't actually, actually seen Bambi since I was like a child. Well, the hunter's the bad guy. So just well, yes, I, I that's I'm acutely aware of that fact. But it's well, but when you're telling a story from the point of view of well, I guess Pete, but his dragon as well, the people who want to hunt the dragon are going to be the bad. Are going to be the bad guys. They, that's, that's, they will, and a part of it comes down to is that they don't they don't develop Carl Urban's character enough. Well, he's not really understand a bad why guy. he they kind of paint him that way. They kind of make him essentially I would the only real villain of the movie, even though he's not a total yeah. villain. But they don't really establish he's, his. He's not, a, he's not a villain. He's an antagonist. Antagonist. Yeah, I think he's really uh, realistic. I mean, but they they don't establish his motivations really. He, he, he wants money. He wants to, but yeah, they don't the establish best. that early on necessarily. This first scene where they're coming into the forest because it's going to make them more profits. I mean, that's. Mm. Yeah, I would say I would lean more towards John, but I agree with the both of you for the most part. They could have done a better job all around, but it wasn't... Out of ten, I would probably give it, like, a seven. And, like, for me, like, the parts with Robert Redford and some of the earlier sections, just the, the director's choices, that was the interesting part of the movie that I wanted to see more of, but it was maybe, you know, a third of that and two-thirds of... Disney fair, which is what you'd expect from this movie, but... No, there, there are, as I told you when I, I saw you on Friday night, there are two very different parts of the movie here. Yeah. The, the one with the dragon, uh, when he's kind of doing... basically being toothless from the Hollow Training Dragon movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have the part with uh, Pete, played by Oaks Figley. <laughs> uh, Oaks who, 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 who I thought Pete was a good... Did a great job in this movie. He was good. I mean, he's not like Jacob Tremblay good, but he's he's passable. He's I honestly thought he was could have been Jacob Tremblay. Like he looked similar, and I was just like, "Is that him? Is that that good kid?" <laughs> and then just some other random kid. And I thought the uh, the the female the the girlfriend was fine. Like I wouldn't say anyone was terrible. But like that comes out of this movie too. Is that it? It seems like it is trying to be two different movies in a way. But if it had fully committed to being that one kind of movie, I thought it could be really special. It wouldn't be as entertaining. It wouldn't like, be a Disney movie. But it's a, yeah, it's a kid's movie. But it, it, you that's, can't, that's you the can't, tough part. No, it's a kid's movie. But if you they think can't, about, it's impossible to make a movie that kids will enjoy and take away any entertainment value. Think about Jungle Book, though. Jungle Book definitely took a lot more Jungle Book's not really a kid's movie. But that's also very much... Eh, it was adapted as a kid's movie. It's a, pre, it's a preteen movie. Mm, I wouldn't... Totally it's a preteen it. movie. It has the same feel it as the Twilight movies. Oh no! Yeah, Jungle Book to Twilight. No, you see, there I, are many connections. Not not story wise, but the way it was filmed, the tone, the lighting—it was very similar, and the it was too dark to be a kids' movie. But these are these are both Disney adaptions of Disney properties. Except I feel like it's not just the darkness, but the the amount of you know artistic chance that they took with Jungle Book as a movie is a lot greater than what they did with Pete's Dragon. I feel like they tried to do a little bit with Pete's Dragon, but they didn't do enough to actually make it be an interesting movie. But kids still go to see Jungle Book and will still like Jungle Book, even if it's a little dark. I don't think they would like. I think kids would prefer Pete's Dragon. Oh no, they they will. That's for sure. But us adults here. Yeah, but they didn't make it for adults. But us adults. No, no, Disney always used to make movies for adults and kids. Like, you can go back and watch the old Disney movies and just 
as an adult love him and as a kid love him. Pinocchio for me still scares the crap out of me. And as a kid, I could never watch that Pleasure Island scene because I was so terrified. It still scares me as an adult. Afraid you're going to turn into a donkey? Yes, I am. Does anyone here really want to go out and watch Peeps Dragon again? Yes. Uh, um, if it's if it's available, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to go out of my way. See, yeah. I, I really don't care to buy it or go to the theater again to see it. I mean, it. let's like, be honest, I'm going to buy I, it. That's not, that's not even like a question. <laughs> I want the Disney Magical Rewards points. Well, I'm going to go buy a Jungle Book when it comes out in like two weeks. For the for Disney sure. Magical Rewards points, right? No, I don't care about <laughs> Disney Imaginary Well, points. if you don't, want, want, if the you don't want them, I will take them. How, uh, how, is there, like, magic dust in there to sprinkle out and then send you? give you a code, like, if you buy a movie, you can get, like, stuff. So, like, I'm saving up for a tour of the studios. How much do you need? How much magic you, dust? You need, like, He's got to be close <laughs> to the movies he buys. No, I'm, I'm like, 10,000 under what I need, and each movie is, like, 700. Oh, that's, that's, that's not, not terrible. I mean, do you want me to like find all the ones that I have here and send them to you? <laughs> if you want, if you if you would like to, sure. Not, they're just sitting, sitting around. Yeah, like we've that. got we've got the full uh, diamond collection at my house. I can send you that. Oh, that that would be that would be really helpful. So, <laughs> if, if anyone has any Disney magical rewards points they want to send, send them to filmologyshow at gmail dot com. I will gladly use them, and I will tell you all about my and fun he'll tour. film it. And if he's allowed, I don't know. If I, I, even... I doubt I'm allowed to film no. at this do some, do some interviews. We're, we're going to make you the CEO of Disney with how many Disney points we're going to get you. <laughs> I can replace Bob Iger? Yeah. Oh, good. He's doing you're, some, you're he's doing some bad things. You'll be just like, whoa. He's look at his Disney bad things with the company right now. This guy is loyal to Disney. <laughs> not like, Would you like to be our new figurehead? <laughs> he breathes and bleeds. <laughs> I am not like, look. The, the movie, this Dragon is not a perfect movie. The Jungle Book wasn't a perfect movie. I mean, yes, I enjoyed the Jungle Book a lot more than Pete's Dragon. I would agree with that. But yes. but I think kids would enjoy Pete's Dragon more. So See, I, don't, I can't even agree with that. Like, I mean, kids were enjoying. Kids were enjoying the movie. The part of the movie I didn't overly like, which was every part with Elliot. I enjoyed yeah. the part with Pete, and I just the, the part the climax of this movie I was just like take a risk and they were so close to doing it and a part of my brain thought you know what with the way this other half of the movie is going they might do it and then I realized no they messed up Maleficent they didn't even want Maleficent to be an evil character they're gonna mess this up too did you guys see Maleficent? yeah I don't know what was going on with that because they were setting it up they were setting it up in a way I liked, and then it wasn't. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the whole part where Elliot breathing fire kind of came out of nowhere there at the end, but he's a dragon. Yeah, but, but, but he has fur. <laughs> Dragons he's gonna, do his that. His fur is going to get caught on fire. Nah, he's, he's a dragon. His fur is flame retardant. <laughs> well, he would hope. <laughs> it's a it's a natural thing that all dragons have, whether they're furry or scaly. <laughs> Actually, I, I do have a quick question. Maybe it's very easy, and I'm just not comprehending it. Whenever the characters like put their hand on Elliot and change just colors briefly, what's up with that? I don't know. You don't know either. Mm, I don't know if that's just a way of expressing like happiness in a way because or, he has like a kind of cloaking ability. But I don't know. Like I, I was really confused. Maybe maybe the you, answer's you, just you, so you see, John, it's a Terrence Malick-like oh, connection to nature. 
but it's not. Well, the only thing I thought would be uh, the... What if it was? What if Terrence <laughs> Malick is the secret director, Tyler? Oh, my God. I would be fucking upset because... I'd be upset, too. I was like, where's all the voiceover narration? They had Red, Robert Redford. Redford. They, they didn't do enough. cheesy voiceover narration from Robert Redford. No, Redford was fine. No, no, he's, he's fine, See, but the, the Tyler, dialogue he's saying all the, is cheesy. All the Malick films you've watched have desensitized you <laughs> to bad voiceover narration. No, I can still watch the original Blade Runner cut, and I will cringe and twitch. <laughs> it, it's it's enjoyable for what it is. Have you have you seen the original Blade Runner cut? Not the original. The, okay, watch it with the narration, and you'll just. I haven't seen Blade Runner. What? Yeah. So okay, we talked about this on like the first or second. Don't watch it, and we will we will watch it soon, and then I will make you watch the original cut by yourself. There's four different cuts. Which one are you gonna have them watch? The, the, the final, the, the director's final cut. cut. Hold yeah. on, let's the, do a yeah, vote. Let's put it to a vote to our listeners. Which version are we no, you're watching anyone? the final cut. Oh, I'm, no. I'm, voting for the, I'm voting for the theatrical cut. No, oh, no, just no. Just to make him watch it. He We're going to have our... the emotional okay. moments properly before <laughs> yes. he has them ruined. I'm only going to obey what our listeners vote on. I can vote them. I, I, I listen. Fine, I will get Tiffany to both vote for the final cut. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'll put it up on the website. It'll be up on the website. Not I, the Facebook I have page. all of them. I have the collector's edition. So you got that? Do you got that, that briefcase one? No, I don't have the briefcase. Yeah, I, I wanted the, the briefcase one. I got the briefcase. You one. got the briefcase one? I'm not on Blu-ray, but I got it on just on DVD. Oh, if when next time you come back after you should bring that with so I can just look at it. Okay, because I, I wanted to see that. He's gonna forever. steal it, Joe. Don't do it. He's gonna steal it. I'm not gonna steal it. Tyler's a thief. He's a kleptomaniac. You can get the HD DVD version for pretty cheap if you have an HD DVD. I don't have an HD DVD. You should have bought that Xbox 360. Should have bought that Xbox 360 adapter. Yeah, I bought. Okay, whatever. Ratings for Pete's Dragon. Guys, I am um, going rent it. Um, if you have a kid, I will give you a reluctant see it. If <laughs> you are just an adult wanting to go see a movie, it's a rented. I'm giving this see it. I think there's enough in this movie that warrants watching it on a big screen. See, this is why we need Nick here. He has a better feel for what the average moviegoer wants. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't, like, I know children, but I don't care enough about what they want when it comes to movies. <laughs> Tyler, you're the baby man. As long as they have good values, that's what's important. But in terms of entertainment... Look, I don't, look, I don't think every kid's going to like this movie. It's a kind of boring movie. I think I think some kids were a little bit bored when I saw this movie. Like, they were... All the parts getting, with Pete, they're not going to like. All the parts with Elliot, they're going to like. But I... It's just the, the allure of a dragon. I love dragons. I love Jurassic Park. I don't like it's this. not dragons. It's close enough. They're closer to dragons than dinosaurs. What's closer to dragons than dinosaurs? <laughs> the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Okay, I, I was looking at these by that statement. They are. They look nothing like real dinosaurs. The dinosaurs are closer to dragons than dinosaurs? <laughs> the ones in Jurassic Park. <laughs> the brain hurts. There are no feathers on the velociraptors, uh... man. Okay. What's uh, the next one? I'll the next one is going to be a Florence Foster Jenkins. Um, also, families, if you guys do take your kids to see this movie, I would love to know what you and your child, um, more actually your child, thought of the movie. So if you want to email us at filmologyshow at gmail.com or write to us on our Facebook wall, I would love to hear what you and your family thought of uh, Pete's Dragon, uh, whether it be the original 1977 movie or this uh, new uh, 2016 reimagining. So, with that being said, we are going to move on to Florence Foster Jenkins. So, here is the trailer for Florence Foster Jenkins. I'm so excited! We're going to make a recording. 
But the synopsis is the story of Florence Foster Jenkins, a New York heiress who dreamed of becoming an opera singer despite having a terrible singing voice. That wasn't even singing. That's singing. It was sing song like a Baptist minister. For those of you wondering, this is not about Florence and the Machine, the band. This takes place in an earlier time period. That'd be way more interesting. I'd see that movie. See, okay, so we'll just say now that Andy and I did not see this movie. <laughs> so, John, you're just going to talk about it and tell us if Meryl Streep won an Oscar this year or not. Uh, Meryl Streep, she won an Oscar. She's got the... Uh, She's got the Meryl Streepness. I mean, it's, way, it's way too early. This I mean, is one of the first big uh, Oscar movie pushes. But this being the first, of course, it's really hard to tell, hey, Meryl Streep's going to win an Oscar. She'll be nominated. She's nominated every year. Uh, I feel she's slumming it a little bit, like... Taking really easy slumming it. Well, slumming it. Taking easy <laughs> roles that there's not much. I mean, dude, kids. I'm just picturing her as like a crack junkie in like the next Train Spotting movie, just trying she to get that with Christian Bale and if the she, fighter. If know. she did oh, that, yeah. she'd win an Oscar faux show. She would. I mean, she's she, she's good in the movie. The the one who I was more uh, impressed with was Hugh Grant, Hugh Grant, who I never thought acted anymore because I haven't seen him since like. Music and lyrics in like 2009. Notting Hill. I still haven't seen that. See, no, you but, bought it. You think you watched it? No, I bought it, but I haven't watched it. Oh yet. my god, it's a, it's a, it's a fun all of our 90s romance movie. John owns 20,000 movies and he's watched Four. 300 of them. Oh, 300 more. <laughs> I've watched more than 300, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> but 20,000 was about accurate. No, that's that's about no. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, um, Hugh Grant. Uh, I mean, he looked old in the movie. I, that, that's one thing I'm going to say about him. I don't remember him looking that old. I mean, he did a great job playing the role. I thought that uh, Simon Helberg from uh, The Big Bang Theory, he was pretty good. I mean... That's uh, Howard. Stewart. Howard, Howard. Yeah. Stewart. Stewart. That's definitely not Stewart. Stewart. It's Stewart Little. No, okay. Uh, he, he was great in the movie. The, mo- the movie was great overall. I mean, it's from a director, uh, Stephen Frears. Frears. Did he do Philomena? He did Philomena, which Tyler, I know you didn't overly care for that. No, much. it was it was good. But it just wasn't great I for me. I love that movie. He, he you gave love that, it. I love that movie. Tyler, you gave that, that the movie. most reluctant review ever. I, I remember watching it, and I was like, 
I like this movie, but you sounded I don't like need in, to watch it too many times. I gave it three and a half out of four stars when it came out. I, you sounded I, I like would, an I old person who's like, grandkids made them like brownies or something, and you were like, they, they were good. <laughs> that's, but they were that's terrible. That's what it was. <laughs> but they were terrible. But it's not terrible. I could see plenty of well, other it's, terrible it's movies. It's the same thing with this movie. It's really well made, really well acted. It just it, looks so cheesy and Meryl Streepish. It, it is a and very cheery movie. Like uh, you just get the sense of cheer from everybody. I want Meryl Streep to play a serial killer. Just do something like way. I'd be really interested in that. Uh, well, maybe you don't know what she's doing in the next Mary Poppins movie. <laughs> she's, Mary Poppins is a serial killer of children. <laughs> okay, quick, quick offshoot. Favorite Meryl Streep movie? Can anyone name it off the top of their head? You're going to have to give me a minute. <laughs> okay, well, you think mine, I've thought of River Wild. Has everyone seen that with Kevin Bacon? I have not. I think it's River Wild. Let me look it up. You. It's uh, oh. where she goes on a river rafting trip <laughs> um, with her family, and they essentially get abducted slash hostage situation by John C. Riley and Kevin Bacon. And it's awesome. I'm pretty sure it's River Wild, but let me see. I have a VHS copy at home somewhere. Yep, so they're uh, Kevin Bacon and John C. Riley are essentially um, rafting experts that are actually just armed killers. It has a pretty low score. 6.3. But I remember watching as a kid, and Meryl Streep was really good at it, and Kevin Bacon and John C. Riley are both fantastic. That's my Meryl Streep pick. I like her in The Devil Wears Prada. Still haven't seen that one. Look, I, I I haven't seen Out of Africa. I haven't seen Sophie's Choice. I I saw Manhattan. I've seen Kramer versus Kramer, but were those like the world's best performances? So you're no. saying Into the Woods isn't your favorite Meryl Streep performance? She's good in Into the Woods, but she's not like the best thing ever. I mean, she's a great actress, but she's not. She's not Meryl Streep good. <laughs> Can we agree on that? That Meryl Streep is not as good as Meryl Streep. Some movies are better than others. That's all I'm going to say. I loved her in Doubt in 2008. That was that was great. Um, See, if she's such a fantastic actress, why do we have so much trouble coming up with movies? Because there's a lot of them we like. There's a lot of them we like, and I also haven't seen like the movies that everyone says she's fantastic in. Okay. For, I, for me, I just can't. I can't pick up a stand-up performance that I'm Probably like, the I love Wars, that movie. I like the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, I don't, she's really great, fun in that. And it's a great movie. Like, Rick and the Flash, she's great in it. It's just a bad oh, movie. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one uh, yet. Into the Woods, she's pretty good in that in an okay movie. The Giver, she's okay in that in a mediocre movie. Oh, So she's that. usually one step above or the quality August of the movie. Osage <laughs> County, she's fantastic in that movie, but I hated that movie. So Meryl Streep equals X plus one. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> X equals the movie. Yeah, I mean, Meryl Streep is great. She's fine. I enjoyed the movie. It's it's incredibly predictable. It's... It's a Meryl Streep movie. It's Meryl Streep, but my audience, <laughs> my audience, every time she opened her mouth to sing, was like on the floor laughing. Was she... Uh, I mean, she's supposed to be bad. She's but. Well, yeah, she's supposed to be bad. Uh, which is the whole joke, butt of the joke. She's this person who loves the arts. She came into a whole bunch of money, and oh, what does she do? She just donates or all this money to these big music groups. So uh, Florence donates all this money to these big art 
seeing people, all these old people who can't hear half the time. Which I'm guessing is another joke. It's it's another joke. All these people who are all going to her concerts and they think she's fantastic because they can't hear her. So they think because she donates all this money. Well, that sounds kind of funny. It's a very BBC BBC produced movie. It's a very British comedy. Not in the lines of like um, Edgar Wright or The Office. It's not that dry. But it, it, it's, it's a fine Are you calling Edgar Wright dry? No. But The Office well, not, is, is, is as well, dry no, as you get. That's his idea, but don't, don't put Edgar Wright. I think Edgar Wright does have some dry... Edgar Wright does have some dry... Some of my favorite of his jokes are pretty dry. No, they're dry, but his his like work overall is very, is not dry. Like, Look, I the, love Edgar Wright. He's one of my favorite directors. I'm not trying to say that it's a bad thing. Well, when you said Edgar Wright and dry... I was just He's, like, okay, uh-uh. no, his, his, dry. Uh-uh. his actual jokes are dry. His humor, some his of his, end, comedy his is not. comedy is not. Most of his comedy is not dry. But the jokes he tell the, the jokes are, that are actually in his yes. movies are dry. Look, if you want to see a, a very lighthearted movie that will be up at the Oscars this year <laughs> because the Academy lost Meryl Streep, go check out Florence Foster Jenkins. Do you, yeah. How do you think that happens? That they like, all yeah, like she's really good, but she's not as good as the Academy thinks she is. I think she knows she she is, but uh, it's just I mean we don't we don't know what we're gonna get yet for Oscars. I don't think there's been a standout female performance in any movies no. so far this year. Uh, I mean, not, no, I can't I, I can't think of anything that's so. Ladies, pick it up. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that is, that, that is not, what John said. Could we reverse that and say Hollywood gave the ladies more roles? Could we reverse it that way? No. No, I, I Your can't. words were said, John. Now I'm gonna get emails saying how I'm <laughs> sexist. He's uh, not, he wasn't saying that at all. Uh, Tyler was. <laughs> Send the emails to Tyler. <laughs> All right, what's All right. what's well, a, uh, my my rating's gonna be a C. It. I mean, it's a very it's a, it's basically a forgettable movie. So Tyler and I should see it. But you should, I think you should see it for the performance. It's Don't a great movie. Pay money for it though. What? Don't want to pay money for it on a Tuesday for five dollars. Well, okay, Philomena or Florence Foster Jenkins. Which one Philomena. is better? I mean, Philomena, Philomena is a more focused movie. So this I shouldn't a, go with what you're saying. <laughs> I, I think you cannot say that Philomena is a badly made movie. You might not have enjoyed it. No, it's it. not. It's not. So, okay, for me, if I if I liked Philomena, I, I may not like um, Florence Foster, Florence Foster Jenkins, <laughs> which is what, what I'm getting at. Florence, it's, it's, it's very much the same way. It's filmed the same way. It has that same color palette, the same very soft... Tones on the screen, and if you don't like that, then you won't like this movie. No, but if you <laughs> that want, wasn't my problem with Philomena, but though. You, but if you want to see, I can't. Oh, the color Street, palette is just oh. If you want to see Meryl Streep playing a, a character who wears incredibly extravagant costumes, has a terrible singing voice, but still has this self of sense of self-importance, then watch yeah. the movie. But if you don't like Meryl Streep, if you don't like, I don't think anyone doesn't like Meryl Streep. I think the worst it gets is neutral. The worst it gets, I think, is the, the, why the, is Meryl Streep nominated over uh, over name of actress insert here? But as we I just talked about, we don't have anybody yet this year who can give like a stand-up performance. This is a good performance. There's nothing in it that's bad. I just put it felt like she's better than this. That this could go to someone lazy is what you're saying. 
No, no, hold on. It's lazy. It's not lazy. It just it feels for somebody of Meryl Streep's caliber, very simple. Safe. Not, safe. Safe is a great word. It is safe. safe. Double play. She doesn't take any chances. We all know she has a great singing voice. She was in Into the Woods. So saying, hey, I have a terrible singing voice. That was the ultimate acting challenge. My voice is so good, but I have to be terrible for this movie. Meryl's street problems. I'm so talented, but I have to tone it down for this movie. I get it, tone. (laughs) All right, once again, I think everyone should go out and see this movie. Nobody really did. It made $6 million this past weekend. But it doesn't surprise me, unfortunately. No, it's it's one of those Oscar movies that opened a little too early. So see it. We're gonna move on to our next review, which is Sausage Party. So Amy and I are gonna have some fun talking about that. So here's the trailer for Sausage Party. Welcome, shoppers. Ketchup, mustard. Oh, sausages and buns. I can't be. Hey, look at this! We've got one! Oh, yes! We're chosen! Oh, yes! Yes! Yeah, yeah. We've been chosen together! <laughs> hey, Brenda, you and me. I'm so happy that God's put our packages together. It's because we belong together. It's like we were made for each other. Get ready, boys! Oh, feels amazing! Oh, yes! I'm the first to enter eternity! Oh, potato! Way to go, buddy! The pipes, the pipes are coming. Oh, Jesus, me eyes! Oh, got me skin! Just peeling me what skin! Oops. Sausage Party. A sausage strives to discover the truth about his existence. That the short one-sentence synopsis to this film. That is really true to the movie. Yeah, that works. I have not seen it, so I will let Andy and John okay. take the floor. Um, they went a little too hard with the adult jokes in this. I mean, I know it's Seth Rogen. I know it's an adult movie, and at first I loved that they were just going... Are you referring to the third act of this movie where there's... Um, That, and just the constant obscene language and jokes and things of that nature. Like, at first I thought it was great. It was an animated movie. I was taken a little off guard by it, even though I knew it was going to be an adult movie, but in the second act, it started to drain on me a little bit. I was like, oh my god, I get it. Just talk like normal humans, please. I, I said that this would be a great 20-minute short film. Yeah, I would agree with that. It was too much. Like, I, I love what they're trying to do. They throw in the Alan Minkin song at the beginning to just say, hey, we're making fun of Disney movies, we're making fun of all those animated movies you all grew up with. And, and they did a good job of that, I would say. I think they did a good job. Because all the characters, if you change the dialogue, felt like they could be in a Disney movie. 
I mean, they, the way I they... I mean, they're a little more racist in this movie than I feel oh, so. Oh, man, yeah. No, this is was... classic Disney, but it's No, no, the, the, no the, really, this, this it, was. it was. It was. It was. It was the establishing where the character is from based on their racial stereotypes. And Disney <laughs> is notorious for that. Old Disney, yes. New Disney, I feel, is getting yeah, better with that. New Disney's getting a lot better, especially with Zootopia. I, I think that's why I'm kind of upset with this movie, because we took such a far step forward with Zootopia. Yeah, but this was supposed to make fun of it. Like, But the, the, the racist jokes in this movie are so over the top. What are you talking about? The Hitler sauerkraut wasn't offensive at all. I'm going to say something that's going to make you very probably upset. This feels like a movie that Donald Trump came in to write. Yeah, no, oh, I think that was... Fired. No, I think they did that intentionally. But people are laughing so much at that. Like, I, every time I hear Donald open his mouth, I'm like, Donald, shut up. It would- but when it's... Okay, I was watching The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, and Trevor made a very good point. If you take Donald Trump out of the presidential stage and put him in a comedy club, he's the funniest comedian you've ever heard. Don't you ever feel bad laughing about all those jokes? Like, yeah, okay. I, I, I did at certain points, but I didn't know what else to expect from Seth Rogen. I, I mean... I feel like for movies like This is the End, uh, 50-50, which he helped write, I, I feel like he has smart things to say. He does, but this is also a goof-off movie. I mean... That he, he's been trying to make for the past, like, ten years, a goof-off movie? I can totally see why they wouldn't make it. I mean, the, the movie came in second place this weekend at the box office, made, like, what, $33 million, something like that. People saw the movie. My theater, I went on a Thursday night, was almost sold out. Um, we had... Ours was almost empty, honestly. When did you guys go? Today. Four. Today? At four o'clock, yeah. I, maybe everybody saw it. No, I, Thursday um, night, completely sold out. We place. had one dude walk out. Really? Yep. No, we didn't. He came back. No, he didn't. I mean, he might have come back, and I didn't notice, but I didn't see him come back in. Look, the movie has some very good things to say about religion, about spirituality, but then it comes off with an incredibly dirty joke to wrap it up with, and it's just so... But I I felt uh, at times that the religion jokes were just too much and too literal. Like this, you got here, this is a very elementary level Mm -hmm. movie. Like, there's nothing it's trying to say that you wouldn't hear at a... I Sunday school for atheists or something like that. I mean, there's it's just. I think this is going to be a movie that those in your face atheists are gonna say this is the smartest movie ever. This is hilarious, and the religious people are all going to condemn it and. Well, they're gonna condemn it in any way because it's Seth Rogen. So yeah, but more so this one for obvious reasons. Um, And it did make good points about religion and about race relations and things like that. as, and I laughed my ass off at the flatbread and bagel, their first conversation. Their first conversation? Their very first yes. conversation. About, um, like about the about the conversation? Yeah, no, it got old real quick. But at the beginning when they were talking about moving the um, traditionally Arabic um, foods out of their aisle to make way for traditionally Jewish foods... And that's why the flatbread hates the bagel. I thought that was genius. Edward Norton playing the bagel. Very, very right. I, I Great Edward Norton. Yeah, I couldn't tell it was him at, at first at all. No, I, I he, kept trying to figure out where he was in the movie because I knew he was in it. And the credits come up. I'm like, hey! Yeah, Edward I, Norton. I did not believe it. Edward Norton um, does know how to, how to have fun, apparently. And he shows it. Michael Sarah did a good job, too. 
He's Barry. Well, I could tell I was Wacko Sanderson. Yeah, but he did a good job. <coughs> Barry. I think Wacko Sanderson was a good actor. I've never been one of those people who says Michael Sarah was a bad actor. Barry was both Michael Sarah. He was Barry. He was both the typical Michael Sarah character and not the typical Michael Sarah character. He's Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. So. Yeah, actually. I mean, Tyler, um, do you want to go see this movie? I think you should. I was I, going to, but I was kind of. You're like, going eh. to like a lot of parts of it, but I think you're going to be on the see, same. I'm not a fan of raunchy humor, though. For the most part, you were going to hate the end of the movie. Yeah, the end of the movies. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> is, it, is it the credit or is it like just the last? No, act? the last act is dumb. No, it's like the last ten minutes. It's dumb. Should I walk out? No, no, because there's, 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 there's a really funny joke to end it on, but that joke's been done before in a better movie, The Box Trolls. Okay, maybe I will go see it tomorrow or no Tuesday. For tonight. you, I would say wait and don't don't, don't spend your money on it. That's I mean I don't want to spend money on it really. But if you're a fan of Seth Rogen, go see the movie for sure. If you're 14, go see the movie. <laughs> you can't get into the movie if you're 14. Bring you a parent. Bring a parent. Tell them it's a. I don't know how you can get away with it, but figure it out. You're 14. You're smart. I'm really torn. I, I, I originally I was going to give the movie a rented. I'm kind of on that fence between rent it and skip it just because this movie really doesn't have anything new to say it's just kind of the same shtick we've been hearing um there was a i mean there was enough humor in it that uh, that made me chuckle where i was able to enjoy parts there's only one part i laughed out loud at which was the part with the gum yeah when the gum there's a certain yeah. theme song yep. that comes up and i i I laughed hysterically at the Israel-Palestine joke. I mean, there, there is good jokes here, but... They, the I, Honestly, the last 10 minutes just kind of... Did they... At least for me, I thought there was like a laugh track put into the movie, or there's just not that much sound going on that it feels like there's laughing it in there. It was overwhelming, and a lot of the characters were laughing, when okay, the joke so the, was said, but it wasn't it wasn't like a full on laugh track. I thought my theater was just dead silent. Like what um, are we watching right now? We had a lot. We had quite a few laughs in ours. I, I, I'm talking about the I'm not talking about the whole movie. I'm talking about just that the over the top scene. Oh no, there was no laugh track in that. There's no laugh track. No, and that was, we were all like, what? It goes over. It goes too far. It makes. Uh, I kind of want to see this because you guys keep talking about how it. It, it was. John, you're gonna have to bleed in here. It was f***ed up, dude. There, there, I'm just gonna say right here. There's a sex scene with all the food, and it's yeah, the raunchiest yeah. sex scene. I've watched porn less raunchy than that. And it goes on for way too long. A long time. <laughs> Spoiler note: Around fifty-one, something. Yeah, just cut it all out. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the animation style wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was fine. It's I mean, passable. But yeah, fine. I would give it a fine, not a good. It looks like just but, straight to DVD. Yeah. Which, On a scale of Norma the North to Zootopia, with uh, Little Prince being the middle point. I don't think Norma the North is the worst. I think Free, uh, not Free Birds. What is it? The Nut Job is worse than the Nut Job. Um, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, I'd probably give it a four or five. Oh, wow. It was passable, but it wasn't the movie or the animation. The animation. Okay. The movie, it's I would like honestly. Below the Little Prince. The Little Prince at least looked good. This. Yeah. The Little Prince took chances. This movie doesn't take a single chance. Yeah, it's. So. And I, I honestly think that was part of the joke. Um, they're playing it so like at the same time they're trying to be so raunchy, but they're playing it so safe with the story. And I take some chances. This is the end. Took a whole bunch of chances, and it was an entertaining movie. This movie is just 
Okay, this is not a Seth Rogen movie. This is not up to the caliber of um, Pineapple Express or Superbad or, or Knocked oh, Up. I it's not even up. close to Knocked Up. It's closer to an Adam Sandler movie. What's that Observe and Report, the cop movie? Hit? I haven't seen that one yet, and I hope some people will really like it. I watched it a long time ago. It, lo- it looked really um, too bad for me, like too over, way over the top. The Seth Rogen sausage was Seth Rogen. No, I mean, none of the characters were overly acting in the movie, other than, like, Edward Norton. Edward Norton, um, I didn't see who played the flatbread, so I don't know. But he was a nothing character. Uh, Michael Sarah was good. He wasn't great, he wasn't bad, he was middle of the road. The movie's fine. There's, there's I mean, just... I love Michael Sarah, and I was underwhelmed by his character the whole time. Barry was just kind of there, even well, though but he's but the most important. Isn't that the, the, he's isn't the, that the point, though? Yeah, he's the most important sausage, but he's he's more important than the main character sausage. And the buns are just they're just there for a joke. They're, they're, they're yeah, just they're, there for a joke. I heard the Kristen Wiig was kind of yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're just talking about what we had for dinner a few days ago. No, man, if we were the talking about what taco we had for, the, ta- the, taco what, the taco didn't need to be there. You could have easily just had that character been cut, other than a couple jokes. She's not. She wasn't important until the end scene, which we didn't, which I didn't like. She was important in the beginning when. Yeah, but they could have done. They could have done that with any character. She just shows up randomly. They she does show up randomly. It's not like she's. I mean. I, I, this is like Toy Story 2 going through Al's Toy Barn, but Seth Rogen had a lot of joints while watching Toy Story 2. I liked Al's Toy Barn. <laughs> no, so do I, but I'm just... That's my point. I, I was indifferent to this at best. Um, I laughed really hard at some at some jokes, I, I won't lie. Um, when I first saw the Hitler sauerkraut, I, I laughed, but then it got overplayed and I was done with it. I'm giving the movie a skip it. I changed my rating. I was getting a little ranted, I'm giving it a skip it. Just talk about this movie's making me upset. It, 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 some parts are funny, but never for me a laugh out loud funny. It's I'm going to chuckle to myself funny. It just sounds like it doesn't have tact. Yeah, that's just... Yeah. It's Seth Rogen just throwing everything at the wall. And some stuff sticks, and some so stuff... So we look at the wall, it's okay. covered in You've seen everything. Family Guy, right? Yeah. You know how Family Guy's just joke, 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 and hopefully three or four of them stick? Yeah. That's what this is for no, two hours. No, it's an hour and a half, see it. but... I, 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 I hate Family Guy, so maybe that's... Um, I, I don't mind Family Guy. The early stuff is good, but... Just sounds like kind of like an unfocused yeah. mess. Yeah. Seth Rogen was clearly baked. <laughs> but not in, a good, not in a good way like he was with Pineapple Express, Superbad, and Knocked Up. My favorite Seth Rogen, 50-50. If you can make movies like that good movie, have you guys seen 50-50? Yes. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, great little indie movie. He should make more great little indie movies. Yeah, it's good at indie movies. And then he does crap like this where they give him money and say, go at it. I think People the problem will is... eat it up. <laughs> How much input did James Franco have? I swear they're, they're best friends, so James Franco... I feel like as soon as... I love James Franco as an actor, and he seems like a cool Even dude. Even though he had a scene that I did chuckle at. Yeah, I, 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 I liked his little cameo, but I feel like since he got involved in in more of Seth Rogen's stuff, his movies have just kind of dropped. I love this is the end, so that's the only problem with that. I liked... I liked this is the end. I didn't love it. Um, and I was neutral towards the interview, so... I'm neutral towards that movie as well. It's, it's, a, it's an okay movie, and people... Hipsters yell at me for saying it's an okay movie because it's supposed to be this big social... It's not. It's, crap. It's not. It's, I, it's, a, social, it's social commentary like like 
Sausage Party is social commentary. Yeah, a kindergartner came up with that. Yeah. It was a middle schooler going, wouldn't this be funny? Um, my rating... Um, Eva, what would you give the movie? I'll give it a I would give it a definitely see it. You, this, you <laughs> I also, really liked it. You also like Suicide Squad, so your opinion is gone. I, I liked it at first, and the more I thought about it, I just... Like the the more I think about it, the more I'm I just would never watch it again. It's just basically. not clever enough. It's yeah, just, exactly. It it's, comes down to being a. Did, did, there's what, nothing clever. It's all in your face. What did you think about the puns in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? Did I you haven't know? watched in a while, but I remember enjoying Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. The but pun, that was the, definitely the, more of a kids movie. Yeah, but they have those food puns. So is this? Yeah. Take your kids to sausage party. But it's also like, what do you want to rewatch again? Super raunchy. No, I know. I look. I remember. I'm just saying that a lot of the puns that they make in Quality of the Chance of Meatballs are in this, but then they add in the sex jokes with it. Yeah, and it comes into what you expect, though. You might expect an R rated animated movie to take more chances and be clever, but no. I feel like, how did it not? I can can forgive a kid's movie for just being like, we're a kid's movie. We're going to do this. How did it take a chance, though? Like, what what did it overly take a chance? What other movies are similar to this? South Park? They have a movie. They have a movie. It's, it's a the movie. movie's really good. Yeah, the movie is really good. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. That's because South Park is good. That's because South Park is subtle. The movie is not overly yeah, that's subtle. Why I don't like it. <laughs> you should watch the movie though. The movie's pretty. Yeah, the movie's really uh, Team America: World Police. I mean, which is another. I mean, any episode of Family Guy. Yeah, that didn't all. That doesn't take chances. Honestly, okay. Unless you're high, skip it. If you're high, probably see it. Tyler, are you going to go see the movie? No, probably not. Eva, are you going to go tell people to see the movie? I'll probably see it again. No, I'm going to see it again. I have to go with Megan. But am I going to go in like, yes, I'm excited to see this movie? Tell me what it's like the second time around. Because I'm thinking it'll either be better because you know... I know where where it's going and I know where it ends and I know... You can prepare yourself for the literal... Crappy jokes. I... Alright, I think we've talked enough about this. Let's move on to actually good movies with our food movies. Oh, at least I hope yes. we all have good movies. I have good movies. So, uh, we're going to move on here. We're going to play a, a song actually from uh, Sausage Sausage Party, the song that they all sing, and then we'll, we'll be back with our top five food movies. It's a decent song. Dear gods, you're so divine in each and every way to you we pray. Dear gods, we pledge our love to you forevermore. We always felt we had a special bond. Take us to the great beyond. Where we're sure nothing bad happens to Once we out the sliding doors, things will all be grand. We will live our dreams together in the promised land. The gods control our fate so we all know we're Top five food movies. I actually need to change one of mine because I just said something. Pretty hard list at the end of the day. There's not that yeah. many. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I had seven movies, and one of which I didn't know wow. if it would even count, so I had to just put it as my tentative honorable mention for number five. I came up with three like that. Yeah. But then the last Is one two- of them a Disney one? <laughs> yeah. You, oh god, John, if you don't have it in the list, you're gonna feel like an idiot. All right, guess, like wait, no, it's, it's Pixar. It's Pixar. Not, it's Pixar. Oh, yeah, Pixar. Okay, then, yeah, never mind. All right, let's start. Let's start. My number five is Super Size Me, documentary where a man eats McDonald's for 30 days. Uh, th- this movie as a whole has been widely discredited, and, and Morgan Spurlock in particular has been kind of just shunned because his whole 
uh, what was the show called? Thirty Days. Thirty Days. Yeah, has just been completely shut down basically because it was all a bunch of lies. But I remember this being the best day in health class for <laughs> every health class. Every health class I've ever taken. This we was never the best this day. Oh, so many times. God, I watched it probably twice a quarter. I had the laziest health teachers. <laughs> Just to make sure this is sinking in for you. Super sad me for the second hey, time. You guys, you know McDonald's is bad for you, right? No? No, you guys don't know that? All right. Here, we're going to watch this movie. I'm going to go sleep in the corner. Bye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but it actually is interesting how his body's affected. Um, the thing that caught me off guard was his first weigh-in. He lost weight um, because his muscle turned to fat. But... I, I thought that was interesting. Um, anyway, Tyler, go ahead. Number five. Uh, my number five uh, is Super Size Me. <laughs> the movie that I wanted to move on to the list was Sideways, but it's mostly about wine. It's a food. I'd count that. You'd count that? Wine makes you feel like you're full. It's a food. So yeah, I won't count because it's not about food, but Sideways was a, a, a top honorable mention on there I wanted to include, but I didn't. But Super Size Me, number five. Too many times in school, watched it, you know, but it did make me want to avoid McDonald's more, which is good really, for me. It's the opposite of with me. Every time, for you. every time I watch it, I'm like, "What a Big Mac!" It, it made me, it made me more health conscious. Like, I will agree maybe with that. I it, should eat certain things, not other things. Like that would it, be better for me. It definitely made me go, "I kind of want a Big Mac, but maybe I shouldn't." <laughs> maybe this would be bad for me. But it, it actually, since I watched that so many times, I don't get McDonald's as much as I yeah. we used to. But like, I hate McDonald's. And I, so. I, I found myself craving it lately. I don't know why. I apologize. <laughs> I, I don't know what's wrong with me. No, I don't either. I mean, I never want McDonald's. <laughs> you've been, hanging, on the way home you've been, you've been hanging out with somebody who likes Suicide Squad and Sausage Party too much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's her fault. <laughs> She doesn't want McDonald's ever either. Well, then, I, then it's not your fault. I'll take that back. I, I do think Morgan Spurlock is pretty entertaining as a documentary yeah, filmmaker. He, so he makes I, good I documentaries, him. but... I, Publicity stunts, like, in his documentary. They, yeah. they are definitely stunts. There's there's not an artistic integrity I don't to know what he's doing in all, work, in all of his work. In all of his work. Okay, I was going to say, Super Size Me does, and there was a couple episodes of 30 Days where you could tell he was definitely, genuinely no. impacted. But if someone could fake something like the 30 Days series, I feel like at a certain point, how can you make a conscious choice to not do what you're telling people you're doing? <sighs> That's true. Um, it's just... Well, I mean, technically speaking, Bear Grylls did that for 10 uh, years on Man vs. Wild. Yeah. I'm not mad about that, though. Like, Walking never... Phoenix faked going crazy. Are we mad about that? No, because that was a joke. I, I kind of ignored that, that the whole a, that time. It was a long joke. It was a long con, and I thought it was funny at the end. I thought it was pretty yeah, he's, he's back now. He's I hope he does best. I hope I Shia LaBeouf is re- tr- just copying Joaquin Phoenix. I, really, I don't know if he is. I don't think he is, but I really hope so. I think even Stevens just broke him. I mean, he's a child actor, so... yeah. Although, did anyone see the golf movie he was in? Yeah, I've seen it. That's pretty good. A while ago. Oh, the greatest game ever played? Yeah. Well, I really like that movie, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. John, number five. Number five, uh, The 100-Foot Journey. Don't try to steal my children. I will report you, Mr. Kadam, for making too much noise. And I will report you for attempted child abduction. Have you even asked the boy what he wants? You deliberately seduce him. You seduce his mind with your awful, tasteless, empty sauces. With your pitiful little squashed bits of garlic. That is called subtlety of flavor. It's called meanness of spirit. If you have a spice, use it. 
Don't sprinkle it. Spoon it in. But you do not seem to understand that there is such a thing as enough. Enough is enough. Arrête. Yes, enough of you. Always up there like a queen or something. You tell him it's classical. What is classical? Classical comes from the word class. Oh. And that is what he will learn in my kitchen. He will learn how to cook with class. Nobody here probably saw it, but um, I, how, wait, I how many feet? 100 feet. Oh, okay, 100 feet, okay. 99. I, I saw the first half of it, and okay. then I had to leave. Did you like the first half? Yeah, I did, but I didn't want right. to put it on because I've only seen half. Right. The third act of the movie kind of falls apart. It feels like it could have been a whole another 45 minutes that they try to cram into 20 minutes, so it's kind of upsetting. But uh, really good. That's a really hard balance, though. Like, you don't want to make your movie too long. Watch the movie, though. If you can tell there's a really big tonal shift in the movie, and okay. it just kind of doesn't fit. But for food purposes, it's a great movie about just cooking with your heart, not with what you think is upscale. We'll kind of get to that later on my list as well, so I'll save that. But uh, number five, The Hundred Foot Journey. My number four is Food, Inc. Um, suggested by Jonathan. Um, along the lines of Super Size Me, I kind of questioned my eating habits a little bit after watching it. Um, kind of... I mean, because even if, you, if you've never seen Super Size Me, you know McDonald's is bad for you. I mean, you can tell by the way it looks, by the way it smells, by the way it feels, it's bad for you. Um, but there are things in Food, Inc., the, the low-fat foods that turn out to be worse for you than full-fat foods because of all the sugar they put in. Uh, it, it, it just kind of, it was definite, a definite eye-opener for me. Um, and especially, my mom's been on a diet for like two months, and it's been awful because we can't get low-fat food with a ton of sugar in it. And we can't get full-fat food because you can't eat anything. So I'm stuck with Greek yogurt. All right, my number four is... I believe it is John Favreau's Chef. Um, Chef's one of those films that I heard about, didn't see when it came out, and I think when it popped up on Netflix, I think I finally watched it. And I really enjoyed it. You know, it's a very, it's a very fun movie about food. And it's definitely John Favreau, like kind of stripping away. He's he's the lead actor and the, and the director, and it's kind of him stripping away all the Hollywoodness, essentially, that he kind of gets bogged down with. I think from time to time, where he doesn't, he forgets how to make a good movie, a little bit. And uh, but I really really enjoyed Chef, and my cat is running all over the house. He's terrorizing Simba. Yeah, and Simba's just like, oh my god, please stop. Yeah, cats, people, cats. But uh. For, for me, Chef was a really fun, interesting movie, and I kind of, talking about it now, kind of want to go back and revisit it again a little bit. But yeah, number four is Chef. John, number four. My number four is also Chef. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. So Andy and I had to say number five, and you and I had to get the same okay. number four. We kind of are going on different paths. I picked the 100-foot journey. No one else picked that, so it's okay. I have another movie I don't think anyone else picks. So, so. I'm actually changing my list right now because uh, I just had uh, a... My number two is choice. the same as your number one, I think. And my number Probably. three is the same as both of your number fours. <laughs> <laughs> we need she, a chart she, for this. Chef was a okay movie. I, I mean, it's really well made. 
It's just very predictable with the story, and I know that's my list. You can't no, I, I have one that I don't think either of you are picking, and I'm happy about that. Uh, I mean, I can change my list. And number two. All right. Uh, yeah, number four, Chef. Number three, Chef. We've already talked about it. Tyler, number three. My number three, I just moved from number two to number three, just in a conscious choice <laughs> no. right now. Uh, it's Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Oh. We on our documentary list, and it's one that I thoroughly enjoy. It's you know, essentially about seeking perfection when it comes to mastering your craft and essentially making food, in this case, sushi. And uh, my my choice for number three is Jiro Dreams of Sushi. It was my number two, but... I, mean, I, thought, that something, was gonna, I thought that was going to be your number one. No, my, num- my number one is predictable. My number two is the one that I wrestled with, and I have to put it at number two because I, I enjoy it so much. I still haven't seen Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Oh, it's really good. You know, uh, Netflix. Yes, and, uh, yeah, I don't have a place to watch it at the moment, Tyler. The movie. <laughs> You've got your phone. You're moving soon. I'm not going to use my data to watch a Netflix movie. It's not happening. Uh, my number three, Quality with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh. Hey, the meatballs in the sky. Uh, great kids movie. What? The Big Meatball. Done by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, I believe. Of questioning that at the moment. Do you need me to? Sound I, check? I, I think I think it's, it's. It sounds right. Fact checker. Checking the. But fact. Is it Our fact movie? checker is Google. Bruce Campbell's in it. Great job with Bruce Campbell playing the evil. He didn't have a chainsaw for a hand. Not worth it. Eh, he's he's he's, a, he's pretty good as the fat mayor. Who. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are the directors <laughs> and the screenplay writers. I mean, even we're talking about movies that take chances before, this movie takes chances out the wazoo. This movie's based off, like, a little, like, 20-page, if that, book. It turned into an hour-and-a-half movie. How many pages is the original book? Oh, how many pages is the original book? Now back check back I have to watch it. You've never seen it? No. Really good. Second one's okay, not great. But first one, definitely, everyone should see it. I didn't really care for the second one. I gave it two out of four, but I own it because I own the first one. <laughs> that sounds like an important reason. <laughs> Why do you think we're... I have all the Transformers movies? Oh no, that's worse. I haven't even done that in the in the Target exclusive Transforming cases. I think I only own one and two. But two's the worst. Yeah, but I didn't know that when I bought two. <laughs> I mean, I can have fun with two. Shout out, Buffs in it. Two. Two was one of my yeah, but I imagine crazy Shia LaBeouf in that situation, and it makes me laugh. I'm Did sorry, I'm mean, taking too much research okay. to do this. But I'm um, my number two is Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Um, I have all the same reasons Tyler listed. Tyler, go. Oh, you're putting me up so quick. Okay, I'm going to give up on the page, the page looking. All right, I had a thorough amount of fun watching Jiro Dreams of Sushi. came out in 1982. Keep going. Um, I, I, had a, I had a ton of fun watching Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Um, you can you can tell he enjoys making his food, um, which is I mean it's fun to watch somebody who loves doing what they're doing. Um, it makes me incredibly jealous because I don't love what I do. It's it is a little sad at the same time though. Yeah, that you talk about how he's literally sad. spent his entire life pretty much not being a father at home. Just I can respect that though. There, there's a part of the movie where they interview his children who are who also uh, are making sushi now. And I wonder they, why. I, I wonder. But when they would see him at home, like occasionally on like a Sunday, they would ask who the stranger in their house was. Oh, that's terrible. And I, that's I, I mean, I feel bad for his kids, but I respect the man. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, for, no. for his dedication, but also I kind of. 
it's a, it's a hard line. Um, I think he clearly crossed it if they don't know who he is when he shows up. <laughs> They're adults now. They know who he is, so now it's fine. And now they are sushi chefs to win his approval, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tyler, number two, go. My number two was, was previously number three. Not as much about food, but an excellent movie. Uh, it's The Trip in 2010. Starring uh, Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. Well, broadsheet journalists have described my impressions as stunningly accurate. Well, they're wrong. I've not heard your Michael Caine, but I assume it would be something along the lines of, My name's Michael Caine. That is where you are so wrong. And you can look at my live video for proof, because that's the very thing I don't do. I say that he used to talk like that. Do you, Michael Caine? Okay. I say, Michael Caine used to talk like this in the 1960s, right? But that has changed. And I say that over the years, Michael's voice has come down several octaves. Let me finish. And all of the cigars and the brandy don't let me finish can now be heard. Okay. In the, I've not finished in the back of the voice and the voice okay. now. Well, I've still not finished the voice. Because you're panicking. I've, yeah, no, because you look stop. like you're about to bloody talk. Let me finish. Right, so, Michael Cade's voice now in the Batman movies and in Harry Brown. I can't go fast because Michael Caine talks very, very slowly. Has anyone else here seen this movie? Um, yeah. I think I've watched it with you. Did you watch with me, like, the, the road trip? So. I think so. Okay. John, I, I haven't seen either of those. Shame I, on you, John. I feel like we did, but I'm not 100% sure. So, essentially, this is about Steve Coogan playing himself, and he is tasked with going <laughs> on a... Yeah, we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> He's tasked with going on a restaurant tour of uh, the UK, but his girlfriend at the time drops out, and he invites his friend Rob Bryden, who is also an actor playing himself, and they kind of just go to a bunch of restaurants and eat food and joke around the whole time. And it's definitely a very dry type of British humor. Dry. We're going back to the dry. Bitch. Oh no, it's dry. It's like it's like sand dry most of the time, but it's incredibly entertaining, and there's. A surprising amount of heart in this movie that kind of rides under the surface. Like, it's kind of looking kind of like fame and kind of, you know, how we define happiness, and especially with those people that are trying to seek fame. And for me, I have seen this movie, I think, two or three times in the last year, and it still feels really powerful for me as a movie. And it's something I would recommend. Like, if you're a fan of British cinema, go watch it. It definitely kind of sneaks up on you as a movie. And I, I absolutely adore the trip, and I hope more people watch it. But I know the it's Michael, not for everyone. I know the Michael Caine scene, the impressions. Yeah. That's, that's My, the Michael Caine scene runs through the whole movie. Oh, it does? Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My cat is doing parkour. <laughs> So, quick tangent here. Has anyone seen, um, speaking of insanely dry British humor, has anyone seen the Inbetweeners movie? No, but it doesn't seem like a me kind of movie. I, I want to see it. I love the show. I never watched I it. I love the British show. I should say the American show is garbage. Do you hear that, MTV? You bastardized a great British television show. Are you listening? Uh, that's... Isn't that normal on TV? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Teen Wolf was okay for the first watch it. season, at least. I watched was Scree- is Scream on MTV? I don't know. Probably. It's an okay show. All right, John, number two. Food Inc. God. <laughs> Are we all going to have to say number one? All right. Is that going to happen? I think so. Yeah. I think it's all right, we'll count to three and we'll all say our number ones. John, go through. Do you have anything to add to mine? 
Um, it definitely changes the way I look at uh, what kind of food to buy. Especially where since you work in market. <laughs> I used to work in the market. I no longer work in a market. Oh, where do you, what, what department are you in? I work just general sales for now. Oh, cool. All right, guys. Anyway. Uh, let's do a count. Eva, do a countdown. We'll say all of our number ones at the same time because I think it's all the same. I should do a countdown? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> now, who is that? Oh, him? He's nobody. Not nobody. He is part of the kitchen. Yeah, he's a plongeur or something. He washes dishes or takes out the garbage. He doesn't cook. But he could. Uh, <laughs> no. How do you know? What do I always say? Anyone can cook. Well, yeah, anyone can. That doesn't mean that anyone should. Well, that is not stopping him. See? What, what is he doing? No. No! This is terrible! He, 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 he's ruining the soup! And, and nobody's noticing it! It's your restaurant! Do something! What can I do? I am a figment of your imagination. But he's ruining the soup! You gotta tell someone this. I'm trying to think of another food movie I could put in there, and I was like, no, there's nothing Yeah, food there's nothing movies. better. No, um, and I do have this, an honorable mention, but. I, I love. The, the, the reason I, I mainly put it, not just because it's a food movie, but because. It shows food as the common connection between all life, um, and that food's not just something we eat, it's something we think about, and something that can change you, um, quite literally for, <laughs> for one of the characters. I, I mean, I know it's a pretty old movie, but I don't want to spoil anything. Um, there is a beautiful irony to the fact that we find rats disgusting, and yet it is a rat making... A clean amazing, rat. A clean he rat. Wa- he washes his paws. He's still a rat, though. But there's That's a rat true. making food, essentially, for people. That and the people love the food. And there's just kind of an irony there that, you know, only Disney could really successfully Pixar. pull off. Pixar. Pixar. I'm sorry. I mean, they're the same, same but they're different. Same difference. It's not. Pixar makes higher quality. With the Zootopia. exception of Zootopia. It is. Yeah, Zootopia is the only real standout in terms of the Disney 3D animated. Tangled! And Frozen, I guess, but I didn't care for Frozen uh, as much as Tangled. Or Tangled is amazing. Better than Toy Story 3. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Hold on! Went there. Hold on. I'm still I'm, mad about that, Oscars. John. Ratatouille, talk about it. Oh, Ratatouille, we're talking about that now, not Tangled? No. Go back to we can talk about Tangled after. I like Tangled. I love Tangled. My little cousin Taylor looks just through. like Rapunzel in that movie. Eva's seen it. She does. It's kind of creepy. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Ratatouille, uh, a, a great movie. It's actually probably one of the Pixar movies I've watched the least, just due to... I didn't own it for the He's longest so time. It's like... It makes me want to go out and cook, even though I'm a terrible cook. I still you know, try. John, I always used to say that, and as it turns out, I'm a pretty decent cook. I, I burnt barbecue bar- sauce while I was trying to make a burger. I burnt the barbecue Ooh. sauce. Okay. How? <laughs> because I left it on too long. But you just got to practice, you know? You, you yeah, gotta... I have to practice while and I ruin a whole bunch of pots at, and pans. At least for me, it's not something that I can do and fo- and do other stuff. I kind of need to focus. Yes, yeah, I, job, I, I, I always have other things. I, I would say just always keep low heat for the most part, especially when you're first starting to cook. Like, it's not that it takes longer, but it makes sure that you don't... Unless you're making a steak. I can't And then high heat and flip often. Flip it. To the limit. My steak's good. 
I make restaurant quality steak. <laughs> and you're just gonna send everybody a steak. Gordon Ramsay in here with this steak. <laughs> Roy! <laughs> but uh can, yeah, can we say much about Ratatouille that we haven't already I, said? Like it's okay, a great animated um, movie. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. Then my mom hates Ratatouille. What? She hates it. My mom is deathly afraid of rats. And <laughs> the scene where the rats just You can up. you can see her like throughout the whole movie just like cringing and you can <laughs> see the goosebumps on her whole arm. Uh, she literally I when I was 8, she slept at my grandma's house for 3 days because we had one rat that my dog killed in our basement. She oh, would wow. not come back to our house for 3 days. How does she feel about Lady in the Tramp? Um I honestly don't know actually. I I remember the scenes pretty pretty I do I never rem- I have never watched it with her actually so she probably doesn't like it. Do you think about best movies about rats with rats? In she hated Stuart Little too. That's a mouse. <laughs> she hates all rodents. She I ha- wanted. Did she watch the Great Mouse Detective? Is this <laughs> is this that whole thing like elephants are afraid of mice because they're afraid they might hurt them? Is she afraid she's going to hurt the the, the mouse or the rat? Or no, she's afraid of the mouse or the rat. Um, her whole family is literally terrified of all rodents, animals in general. Um, they always... My Uncle Chuck is 6'3", and he used to have to call their aunt, um, Sally, who is a woman who is barely five feet tall, to go and get a bat out of his attic once. Because, where, where does that come from? Is that, like, some sort of, um, like, fear I, I of the bubonic plague being I, I boiled think so. down generation I wise? do honestly think so, because my my grand, my mom's mom, um, her family comes from, like, all over in Europe. Yeah. So there's just, like, a natural fear of rats and the plague. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, like, she... I will mess with her all the time. <laughs> we were at the farmer's market in Minneapolis, and this guy was selling, like, cat and dog toys. And they had this little... It didn't even look like a rat, but it was obviously, like, a little shitty rat toy. And yeah. I just put it on her shoulder. And people, like, <laughs> four rows down were staring at us because she screamed and was freaking out. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, wow. Do we have any uh, honorables to mention? Um, I have one. I'm gonna throw Finding Nemo in because fish are friends, not food. It's a central plot point. Can I, can I pick Jaws then? Yes. He's going around eating. Yes. Any movie where a monster eats its prey. <laughs> no. Um, I actually had another one. Uh, a movie called Big Night. Uh, it's with. Oh, I, uh, I, heard, I I was doing some research on food movies before this podcast, and that one popped up on a lot of them. I, I watched it a while back because Stanley Tucci's in it, and I might have an obsession with Stanley Tucci a little bit. I might have bought his cookbook, even though I can't use his cookbook. And then you can't cook? If I can't cook, John. Like, is your obsession with Stanley Tucci as bad as my st- obsession with Mark uh, Ruffalo? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> every movie that Stanley Tucci's in, I'm like, I'm just gonna go and watch Stanley Tucci. He seems like such a nice guy, and then if he's actually not a nice guy in real life, I don't tell John. I will be heartbroken. Like, I almost drove out to Philadelphia to get his autograph at a con he was at, because oh, wow. I wanted... Oh, also, we can add Stanley Tucci now. Um, uh, Mark Ruffalo, come on the show, and um, I will die. Which one would I rather have on the show? That's a hard question. Oh, I did finally watch Begin Again. Oh, yeah? Did you love it? I really liked it. I don't... I wouldn't say no, I really no, 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 Tyler. 
Tyler, do me this favor. I don't know favor. if I love Tyler, please <laughs> do me this know. favor. I need to watch it Please again. do me this favor. Even if you don't, just please do me this favor. See, I don't love it either. Though. I do. I adore it every I, minute of it. I love Sing Street, and he doesn't love Sing Street either. I, I don't, I, I really I don't like think Sing there Street. was a single minute the entire time that I wasn't smiling. It's a weird movie to smile through. I know, it was weird, but I love. I was oh, enjoying it so much. I do love the end song, though. Like, I want to listen to that Oh, the soundtrack's yeah. great. The, oh, yeah. I love the soundtrack. Um, I love Mark Ruffalo. I tried what I tried listening to the actual soundtrack at work because I have nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, and is Adam Levine bothering you? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, and a couple of his very over the top. A couple of his renditions, and that's the point. I mean, yeah. it's it's a commentary on consumerist music, but um, the stuff that's supposed to be him before he got real big is really good. But then they throw in his songs that are intentionally bad, and you, uh, it so that's it's doing what it yeah was it was doing do. what it's supposed to do, but it, it's not a good listen. If Go you're, watch once because a fantastic. I need movie. to see that one still. I, you can buy it on Blu-ray, but only from Amazon. That's cool. I love Amazon. Who's in it? Nobody. Okay. It's no one. The actors that John Carney knew through okay. just knowing people. So nobody famous. But no, nobody famous. They, 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 they do have a little folk band over in Ireland. I couldn't tell you the name of their band or the name of the people in the movie. But the, Is it the real Mackenzies? No. I swear to God, it's Tudor Cinema Club. I'm going to... Crap my pants. No, it, it is a fantastic <laughs> movie. I saw the stage show. Look at show us smelling Irish music. Oh. Look at us. Okay. Um, next week's show, we are going to be looking at two movies, possibly a third. Uh, the two for sure are Kubo and the Two Strings, and then War Dogs. Possibly Megan and I will be taking a look at Hell or High Water. Ooh, no, I cool. talked to Nick okay. today. He really wants to see that, but will He's it come out here? To, he has well, that, to drive for the cities. It's okay. Like, it's in Minneapolis. Tyler, would you want to do that next weekend? Before the Next weekend? Uh, maybe. I have a friend Because that is out. that is one I wanted to see, so. Maybe. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll chat. Maybe Saturday, possibly. Okay. Uh, our top five is going to be top five non-traditional animated movies. So nothing that's sell. How do we so, find okay, non-traditional? Okay, so anything that's not sell animated, like okay, so, so computer animated, computer animated, stop <sighs> animation. Okay, let's make this harder. No Pixar. That's fine with me. No Pixar. Okay, fine. Except Toy Story. Let's burn the <laughs> Disney <laughs> consumerness. Can I please have Toy Story? No, no. You can't say it's a Pixar and then pick Toy Story. Right. And I think you can't pick Toy Story anyway. I think it's one of your top five movies. I need to get like a shock color on you every time you pick it. <laughs> I'd still pick it, John. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. You're going to talk about the movie on one podcast. Then you're going to say my number three is that just blank throughout the whole talking about it. Just audio cut. You, right. you, don't, even, okay. you don't even cut out a section. You just like mute it so you can't hear anything. People know it was there, okay. but it's gone now. So give us some examples then, John. Fantastic uh, Mr. Fox. Fantastic Mr. Fox, The Box Trolls. Okay. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Chicken Run. Ooh, okay. John, you uh, just I might... See, I, haven't remember, I don't remember that much about Chicken Run. Chicken Run's you... Claymation. Well, John, no, 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 I remember that, but I don't Coraline. remember the actual movie. Chicken Little. God, I hate Chicken That's Little. Fine. I know you do. That's CG, though. Yeah, but he sure. said non-sell. Non- oh, no, so we can do CG. Yeah, I mean, that's... Okay. Do the 
No, Jimmy Neutron can too. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron better not make your list. Oh, now I kind of want it to. Can I pick the new SpongeBob movie because it's partially in 3D? If you really want to. No, I'm not going to. It's 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 fun, but it's not. It's uh, it's better than the first one. Oh no. Oh no. no. The SpongeBob movie's great, dude. SpongeBob movie I is fantastic. Why did you hate the first movie? I now that we're men. We've got facial hair. Now, now that we're men. men. I changed my underwear. Now that we're men. We can't do anything. That's a good song, John. I don't even remember this. The only thing I remember is actually David Hasselhoff. What was going through your head that made you not like that movie? Because I've never met anyone that doesn't like that movie. I was probably over SpongeBob at the point. Floating. Who said anything about floating? (laughs) You're not going to last two minutes. How long is it? You won't last last ten seconds seconds over that line. How long was that? (laughs) Twelve seconds. Woo! Woo! They get robbed in their car still and they're happy. <laughs> How can you not find that enjoyable? Hull sesame seed. <laughs> get out of the car. <laughs> How long is that? 12 seconds. I... In your face! Yeah, not, I, I haven't watched Spongebob since I saw that. Dude, movie. watch the episode where they're watching the, merm, the merman, mermaid man's <laughs> cave. So good. I right. even got checks with little puppies on them. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, curious about why I've never cared for the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, insert the trailer at the end of one of the songs, please. Oh, Dude, now that we're men. Next week, next week, I'll point this out. We're men. Okay. Uh, Put me in Tyler's rendition of Now That We're Men. No, you didn't, that's going to end at the end of this episode. Well, we'll have to sing it and then get John a copy. But you, but you didn't want to sing for Florence Foster Jenkins. No, because I had no reason to sing for Meryl no. Streep. But the SpongeBob movie. <laughs> All right, this has been Phomology. Today I've been. Uh, this has been Phomology. I'm Johnny G. Today I've been joined by Andy Tiedemann and Tyler in our final in person. person. For for now, final we in person. Miss, we will miss John. I'll be, back. I'll be back in December, hopefully, for some Star Wars talk. Woo! Is a new Star Wars movie coming out? No. A new trailer. Awesome. I watched. Yeah, the trailer, the trailer was great. Yeah. Go watch the trailer. It's on the Facebook page. All right. Oh, it's Star Wars. They literally could have just put no. Ray. They could have just put Ray just standing there, and I would have been like, best trailer. <laughs> best trailer. I mean, I know Ray's not in Rogue One. She'd be a baby. Or no, she'd no, be, she would no, be, she'd be, be a baby. She'd be nothing. She wouldn't even be, she wouldn't even be sperm at that point. She'd be negative. <laughs> because Ray is the reincarnation of Anakin Skywalker, man. I don't know yet. Yeah, great. They're bringing it back. No, not. Even though they're trying to make everybody forget the prequels. All right, goodbye, it, everybody. Bye, everyone. Tell John you're gonna miss him, even though you'll still see him and listen. You'll to still him. hear. You won't even know he's gone unless he messes up the editing so bad. But he won't, cause John's a boss. Now that we're men, we can do anything. Now that we're men. We are invincible, now that we're men. We'll go to Chelsea. Get the crowd, get the crowd. Mr. Cobbs, now that we're men. We have facial hair, now that we're men. I changed my underwear, now that we're men. We got a manly friend. We got the stuff, we're tough enough to save the day. Let's do it. Starting to record the podcast. Final in-person podcast with small cast. 
John couldn't be here anymore, and Nick couldn't make it because he's a selfish douche. Way <laughs> <laughs> to be nice. <laughs> you are all thinking it. He's going to a lifeguard party, so oh, what a, he's having more fun. What a trash person. 